0: return of the jacks once again oh. return of the jacks top of the world uh, mm. you knew that she'd be back and she is Cripe, she is <laughs> welcome to the wrestle talk podcast please do press the subscribe button give us a little thumbs up as well while you're here because i am luke and d.a.d this is the professor the truth your jam that champion dan layton and this is the Wrestler Podcast review of Monday Night Raw. If you're watching on video demand, why don't you leave a comment down below, below, with what you thought of this episode of Raw and Nia
1: Jax's return? I was trying to come up with a you you've done the joke already, but I was trying to come up with a like a bit like a line. A, Raquel's back, oh. Nia Jax's oh. back. Nia, Very good, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't, but that's the that was much better. I mean, well, Rhea and Raquel
0: are currently in the battle of the backs, and who Hell. won there in the end? Nia Jax, who came back. Yeah, and
1: and may or may not have broken (laughs) one of their backs. (laughs) uh it's not it's not true yeah we're <laughs> no liable here as, as far as we know as far as we know as far as we know not yet
0: uh go and turn the icon on i've just realized how hot i am is yeah, that yeah, gonna ruin everything yeah. i mean you're always hot Dan. thanks babe uh and if you're watching this live please do get in your alpha chats to restock.com forward slash support because we'll read out every single one of them above the five us dollar amount and we are going to be kicking things off today with this niajax news yes so Fightful Select uh, reports that after she'd made a return, she's actually been signed for a little while. Yeah, this is not a surprise to me, actually, in a weird way. See, I'd I'd heard, like, you know, reports and stuff that she might be on her way back, mm. but I didn't expect her at all on this show, even with the little right. bit of foreshadowing that Raquel had done earlier in the night. You sort of look back on that now and you'd be like, ah, oh, they were planting the seeds for
1: you all along to let you know she's going to return at the end of this show. Planting the seeds liberally sprinkling seeds everywhere yeah. at some point just throwing seeds in your face when you went now because i didn't i found out before seeing it in the show uh when i woke up so i was aware of it and so every single time they mentioned like nobody can match R- uh, rhea ripley for power mm-hmm. i was like i see what you're doing i okay. see where this is okay going.
0: yeah and uh yeah, that was the other point I was going to make there. So yeah, 5-4-Sex report. Uh, they also said that they, those in WWE are surprised it's taken this long mm. for her to be back on TV. They thought she'd be back a little while ago. When I was making this episode, when I was doing the metadata and everything in the, the back end of YouTube for this podcast, I'd forgotten she was in this year's Rumble. Well, this was what I was going to say. Yeah, she was in the Rumble. Because I, I, I typed 13. in like, WWE, like Nia Jax, WWE Return, or sort of looking for you know keywords that people are searching for. And everyone was talking about Royal Rumble. I was like, what? Yeah. And then I was like, oh yeah she was in the rumble this year yeah i'd completely forgot
1: she made her entrance at number 30 uh before the 30 bell went off do you remember this obviously it's, it was That's supposed to be right! yeah supposed to be a giant surprise and then um just her music hit out of nowhere and then they started the 30 the 10 count and they were oh i'll just take that off screen like yeah. whatever they just went early with it which meant that you didn't get that big surprise pop you just got what what like that was the kind of reaction yeah, we all yeah. had um so she, yeah she was number 30 and then i think i don't know if it's that i'd read that she was rumored for a return read rumor that she would sign it's or been read been that, on the you, docket for a little while
0: signed i didn't know but i think like she could be on her way back i think as yeah. in talk of town for at least a
1: month a couple of months or so i am not surprised by this in any way shape or form like as yeah. you say didn't expect it in the moment on the show but like this makes sense the hiring freeze
0: uh that has sort of been uh stifle WWE from signing people mm-hmm. like Jay White um, and Kota Ibushi has now been lifted, uh, particularly because the Endeavor deal is now done. As and of now they just, of announced, it. just announced it. Yeah, TKO is now a company, UFC uh, Endeavor, WWE merged all together under this new umbrella of TKO. Mm. So yeah, like uh, and that was it was that merger that was sort of stopping this hiring freeze but, oh sorry, they put the hiring freeze in, in place. place. Yeah, But now that that's done we'll probably be seeing more people possibly returning. You know, some of these people that Triple H wanted to bring back in the first half of this year. Uh, they, you know, there was a report from Fightful Select yesterday, Deonna
1: Perrazzo. She's uh, free her, from Impact Yeah, soon. her contract is up with Impact very soon. She's a Triple H fave. Well, do you remember there was that conversation about AOP have apparently been Been signed for signed, ages. You know, um, we, we we had Eric Young signed and not used on TV. He now, was, that was an interesting wh- case because he was brought in for Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. And obviously, the, Bray Wyatt's health issues at the time, was the reason that didn't go down then obviously he left because so he was before vince came back like mm-hmm. that was that was what that In was fact, eric young left because vince exactly came back. so um yeah i wouldn't be surprised if we start to see more people come available there are free agencies there are i mean there's one Big one, circling the waters at the moment. If you want to make a bit of money, speaking about UFC and WWE being together now. Why, um, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, I wouldn't... Velasquez. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Conor McGregor never had a shot. He, he always like, hinted he wanted a bit with Drew, didn't he? God, they were doing
0: that for years. Wasn't yeah. Conor McGregor's going to have a SummerSlam match or some hmm. nonsense? But uh, yeah, so we the main event of this show was Raquel Rodriguez versus Rhea Ripley for the Women's World Championship. The crowd were mild during this match because you know, they, they'd done, a, I think, a really good job throughout this oh, they were amazing of making this feel like a big time matchup. It's by the fact we saw it two weeks ago.
1: Oh, I, I see what you mean. You mean they WWE. They WWE, I thought, were doing
0: a really good job of trying to make this feel like a big time matchup. I'm really putting over this idea, Dom's not going to be at ringside. Mm-hmm. The only reason that Rhea retained the title is because of Dominic Mysterio. No one can match the power of Rhea Ripley apart from Raquel Rodriguez. So mm-hmm. they were doing a really good job of hyping that up, but it didn't translate into the match itself. But the crowd reaction to the match, because the crowd, like you heard how hot they were during uh, the, yeah. the the trios match that it, that came before this. Well, from the first moment of the show, the crowd, I thought were absolutely on fire. But this main event, they were just like, eh. And I think it was because
1: we saw it a couple of weeks ago. I
0: think it was, and we saw a match this match a couple of weeks ago and it wasn't very good no, it wasn't. then. And so I think we were kind of went into this being like, eh, this is, and, you know, not for nothing, but I don't think anyone expected uh, Raquel to win either. No. So I don't think that particularly helped matters. We'll kind of, we'll come on to that in a little bit when we talk about Chad and Gunther. Mm. But I, so I think it was a combination of two things. We saw, the match two weeks ago and people didn't like it then much mm-hmm. and no one really bought into raquel ever winning this belt yeah but they did come alive a little bit towards the end when they started to brawl outside mm. and then I, I don't know what did you make of the the crowd reaction to naya's return because i don't think it was like an overwhelming holy s
1: no, reaction from the crowd i think it was a, a muted reaction and and I think that had a large part to do with just the way it happened, which was that she came out of the crowd. You know, I knew who it was because I already knew. So like she came out of the crowd, did a little bash um, and then was down by ringside facing away from the camera a little bit. And the camera kept cutting away and cutting back. And I think if you're in the arena, you're like, what's happened? Who's that? Like, I can't see. Oh, is that Nia Jax? That not- That's Nia Jax. Like, we're talking about that. So you get that kind of conversational reaction as opposed to the... I'm not like most girls. Yeah. Whoa! Kind of reaction. Apparently, she's not. She's got a new theme. She has got a new theme. So, someone uh, tweeted, "If this show doesn't start with Dan Layton singing, I'm not like most girls. Then what are we doing here?" And I was like, "Ha, that's funny." The next tweet I saw was, "She's got a new theme. She's still not like most girls, to be clear. Within the song, she's not like most girls, but it, it's it's a, it's a remixed new version of the theme. Interesting. Yeah. So she is very much inserting herself into the title picture
0: here, and mm-hmm. actually kind of keeps Raquel within the title picture as well, which I think is a smart move. Yeah. Um." Despite the fact the matches aren't particularly great, I think you can heat Raquel up to the point where you could buy into her as a title contender. And so she attacks Raquel at ringside, that allows Rhea Ripley to pick up the win with the Riptide, and then afterwards Nijax gets in the ring, headbutts uh Rhea Ripley as well, gives her the bonsai drop
1: and slaps her in the face.
0: Yeah, she like sits at it and just goes like like me and my brother, the way we used to fight when we kids. Do you ever play this game with your siblings where we used to call it typewriter? So this is where you you kneel on their chest on like you sit on their chest with your knees on their shoulder blades and you just go like this on their chest and then you slap them on the side of the head and go
1: ding. <laughs> Ding. i'm gonna be honest with you luke that doesn't sound like a game that sounds like bullying but like uh, no we never did yeah my, my brother's six years older than i am so. there you go so yeah and he's like no it's a
0: game trust me yeah. Bing. Yeah. i hated it I hated it. it was so annoying um but yeah so she basically she did the cyberwriter on uh on Rhea ripley and then she like posed with the belts, and it was like yeah okay we are heading our way into a triple threat title program here between, mm. you know, the the eradicator in Rhea Ripley, the, the, the big back in Raquel Rodriguez, and
1: the irresistible force mm. in Nine The Ajax. annihilator the, is what Cole called it. Yeah, the her. annihilator. The annihilator. And Raquel's back. And so, Raquel's back. So let me ask you, what are your feelings? What are your thoughts? Yeah.
0: Your reactions? your excitement levels perhaps
1: um so i my reactions are far less heated generally sometimes i'll pop right sometimes I'll, I'll be i'll be excited sometimes i'll be really hot about something most of the time my reaction is more in the middle and sometimes it gets me a bit stick because i like to see it play out before i make a decision um this one is one where i'm just like okay like sure um i I was reminded a lot of the reasons that a lot of people are so. Why are we doing this about Nia Jax? I actually thought when Nia debuted in NXT, I thought it was a really interesting uh, person, like height wise, body type wise.
0: Because, like, literally, she was not like most yeah. girls. Like, NXT had a sort of style of, of, of lady wrestling, mm. and Nia was not no. that. She really did stand out from everyone else.
1: And if you compare to other, sort of, like, bigger. Uh, women in, in wrestling like awesome kong or like aja kong like Piper niven to a degree um although Piper niven's a bad example because um she's also there's, there's there's an element of so but what i'm trying to say is she's, she's got glamour they're not treating her like a monster who's like got face paint and she's like i'm gonna beat you and i'm gonna whatever she was kind of glamorous like that was the the, the song has glamour she's a it. model exactly she's a model so it was kind of a, a very th- successful model as yeah. well in my and head. it was a very forward um bit of body type representation i suppose so i was kind of and then she had some good matches with um bailey was it when was she Bailey? so yeah when i mean she debuted I, yeah when she debuted so i remember i was at, NXT was it at london at takeover london yeah. yeah
0: it was nia Jax versus bailey and oscar was, was against Emma. yeah and i was a bailey super fan yeah and I, re- I was saying to my friend i don't want bailey to lose yeah i genuinely worried that bailey was going to lose that belt because so i was like that's a very wwe thing to do is just to put it onto the monster heel mm. uh, glamorous though she may be she's still she, the monster heel the, and she was pushed to the monster heel the bear hug and yep. everything and i genuinely was like oh man i'm gonna see my girl lose mm. uh, the nxt World championship i was genuinely concerned about that and so it it really made me elated when bailey picked up the win in that when she yeah. when she choked her out it's awesome and you can get that out of nia Jax. Uh, problem there i think is that you know, I'm using the example there from 2015. Well, there you go. But then there were six years that preceded that or, you know, that came after that where it was just like matches weren't very good yeah. or like stories weren't very good, promos very good. My hole, <laughs> and, <laughs> I love my hole. <laughs> and, you know, it's like tag runs. And then, of well, course, so there's hurting a lot
1: of people. Yeah, this is where I was going to go next. I was going to start with NXT and, and talk about how it was kind of an interesting beginning. And then, and then as we went, I actually think there were a couple of standouts for me. The Alexa Bliss storyline, where she kind of overcame the bullying or whatever, and then you know won the belt, is is fine. Like I don't remember it being out outstanding no, storytelling. They just turned a heel very shortly thereafter. That was the problem. Then you have, um, for me, for my money, one of my favorite wrestling matches and moments in twenty twenty was the tag team match at Payback between Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and the the Boss and Hood Connection, the Golden Role Models, um, because there was some really interesting storytelling going on. There were Shayna and Nia were both this dominant person who kind of didn't trust each other. And then there was a moment in the middle of the match where they were like, oh, hang on, we can win this year. And I just really loved the. And then to, it was Shayna who had that final moment of sub- submitting both Bailey and Sasha. I thought it was a really well-worked little match. So on, on their day, you can get some really good stuff out of Nia Jax. But then you are right. Inconsistent booking is something that hampers every wrestler. Every wrestler, um, and I'm loath to be like you're an unsafe worker. You're yeah. an unsafe worker because uh, spoilers. I'm not a worker, so like I, I can't. I can judge certain things, and I can I can analyze and critique certain things, but I can't speak to that. There were though injuries. There's a track
0: record yeah we we've always had this position on the rest of the podcast which is just like look we don't know yeah we can't say for certain because we're not in the ring mm-hmm. with her to say whether she's an unsafe worker or not but there is a track record there is a pattern you can you could make a top 10 list on parts fun known of
1: women that nia has injured mm. in a five-year span and look uh to to in the name of comparison rich holland um has injured that, if you want to use it in those terms, Big E and recently uh, you won at Kit Harrington out of pretty deadly what, what's he actually called? Elias Prince, which one? Uh says so Elton Prince. Elton Prince. And Kit David. Kit. 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 Like Kit Harrington's game with her. Yeah, well now you've said that. That's all I can yeah. think of now. Kit 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 Wilson? Kit Wilson. Something like that. Uh, he's he's gone and injured uh pretty deadly black hair. Um so there re- wrestling it ain't ballet. It ain't ballet. Things folks. happen. There's an element of miscommunication. There's a height and weight difference between the the women. Um but that said, you are right. There's a, the, there's a list of the track record so you've got to take that seriously. I was reminded of that uh moment she had with Charlotte. Do you remember this where they were well, like, had a fighting fight each other in the it, ring? They just had a real fight in the ring. And she just went, "Oh, you're done." yeah And it was like goodness gracious not like, a good year for charlotte though because that's the same year then as the title switch right, incident as well right so all of that is there like w- that's got to all be part of the Nia jacks uh, consideration um so where that brings me to where i sit on her coming back now i don't know
0: i do you know what I, I, when we started this you know the, 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 this live stream you know there's always the pre-chat that people are having with each other and mm-hmm. a lot of people was like oh man i can't wait to see wrestle get heated about this I'm kind of not, though. Mm. I, well, I, there are some people who are. Absolutely. I came into the office, Pete and Tempest were heated yeah. about this because they are not Nia Jax fans and, and, and were not on board with her coming back. And I get that. I really, really do. And like the people who were leaving comments on the Rest Talk News episode, being, you know, with, with all the things that are often said about Nia Jax, I totally get that as well. From a personal standpoint, though, I feel kind of nothing about right. this i think
1: that's kind of a damning
0: yeah and it's it's, it's I, I don't feel really either way like yeah i hope she doesn't hurt anyone yeah. like i re- i hope that doesn't happen again because like that's terrible for it to happen to anyone I, but I, I wish that on every single week of a wrestling show regardless of who signed and who isn't agreed am i excited for a triple threat program of nia Jax, Rhea ripley and raquel not particularly but i wasn't really into the Rhea raquel program either no so like it, adding nia Jax is neither Added to or diminished my interest that was that was in that feud. Then I've got to well, what do I see past this triple threat title feud? Because I don't think Naya's going to win the belt. And I'm like ah, I don't know. Prob- She'll probably just get put into a tag with someone, well, and like probably her and Tamina will just be a tag team again, and yeah. we'll just do this, you know, again. I don't see a lot of upside to having Nia on your roster, considering that Raw's women's roster is already quite stacked. and so that doesn't get used, mm. I, yes, I Candice get that. LeRae, Indy Hartwell, there's two names off some Emma is on there. Tegan yeah, Knox Tegan is on the, Knox. the Raw roster. Like, there's a bunch of women that I would be putting into title positions over Nia Jax. Mm. But we,
1: you know, they'll, they'll get, I would hide the think. Well, so that, that, sorry to interrupt you, but that takes us into the whole question of booking the women's division in the first place. And if you don't put them on TV, they can't get over. So like, it's that, whereas Nia Jax is already uh, over in both negative and positive way, right? Like Mm -hmm. she's, she's, people know who she is, but that does bring with it some like, oh God, like we saw her upstairs. Um, I, I interestingly don't see it as a triple threat. And I I, I see it just as like, I've just got Raquel out of the way. Um, I can see Raquel and Naya having a match, and and Raquel being, you know, I I can off. Well,
0: I can see them doing a, a number one contendership match mm. for Fastlane, and within that they do a double countout or a double DQ sure. or something, and that's what leads it to it being a triple threat.
1: And it's yeah, that that, that that's, that's true. I think for me, the the idea of like okay, Rhea versus Naya, I I would hope that in the time off and in the in the return there's been some sort of like uh work development maybe like i don't know we, we won't know until we see her do the work um but like i'm sort of like oh okay i'll watch that like i'm intrigued by by the the visual of that if mm. nothing else also i'm a big proponent of people coming in for short-term deals like i've, yeah, I've so then, yeah, always yeah, yeah. talked about i bring nick aldis for a short program with cody if you know he's backstage if he's if he's good to go chuck him in the ring for a minute and he doesn't have to be long-term mm-hmm. that's not really how WWE works um they like to have the, the control of the monopoly. So yeah, I don't know. I, I the the question of what she does after a feud with Rhea without winning the belt is kind of one where I'm like this is where I'm like, well okay go off and do modeling now again. Like I don't know. Yeah. Um you sign a legend in my GM and they come in <laughs> for a bit and then they go away. That's, yeah, that's not the same like a five week deal thing. I think it's a really good uh, business strategy. It's a really yeah, good storytelling strategy. It's what you used to do in the old territory. There you, you go. You come in,
0: you do a run with the territory, and then you go off and do another yeah. territory instead.
1: Yeah, I have CM Punk coming back for three months, and that's it. A rumble to WrestleMania. In my head, if I'm doing it, I'm like, well, yeah, let's work together for this short period of time. Yeah. And then you go off. It was like, you know, like they when Goldberg came in in
0: 2004, that was the idea, or yeah. 2003 rather, was we've signed you for a year. We've got you from night after Mania till Mania. Mm-hmm. What we are going to do in that year? Yeah. And the answer to that was we're going to do nothing with right. you and, yeah. and make you look lame. Um, but, you know, you can do a, a short-term run with Nia. Who knows? Mm. I, I, but, uh, yeah, I've got kind of no feelings currently. But, yeah, I think that's more of an indictment on Rhea and Raquel than it is on Nia Jack's return.
1: Yeah, this match was uh, dull
0: yeah a lot rest rest hold heavy
1: there was a really cool moment in it where uh ria had raquel in like a waist lock in the ropes and, and the ref is like counting it out and it had begun as raquel's offensive move and the ref is like you know you gotta break this and she's like i'm trying she's got me i can't so there was a creative moment in there there was some creative bits here and there um but yeah i think i think the match being a little bit there and then this this return being a little bit like who's that what's that going Mm -hmm. didn't make it feel explosive it felt in the middle of the show do you know what i mean yeah yeah
0: this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile Let's get into your uh, alpha chat on this topic. Uh, if I'm going to throw to you on this one, and because I'm just going to do a slight adjustment on the audio. Just seeing, I we get, we get a lot of comments. People like your mics are too low. So I've, yeah, but I boosted them, and then people are still telling me that they're too low. But then other people say that they're fine, but other people like the people who say that they're low are very ironically loud in this. <laughs> yeah so i was like well i'll adjust it slightly more and now people getting people to tell me they're peaking so okay yeah, great i'm just gonna just adjust it down ever so slightly so if you can and read in the, the meantime, first one
1: mod mother. Uh, mod mother has told us that they told us earlier in the show so this is in reference to them planting seeds and all of that uh raquel said in her uh, promo i'm not like most people uh mod mother says i instantly turned to my husband and said is gonna show up later and then she did yep. sigh i hate knowing
0: everything <laughs> <laughs> oh jenna it's like, a curse yeah when I, I saw a few people point this out on, on the old twitter machine as well when i was looking for you know what people's reaction to this was and there were people you know live tweeting their thoughts on raw with the, quoting that line being like i don't think Nia jack's gonna show up later do you I'd heard that line and I didn't really think much of it. Apart from I thought, like, oh, that sounds a lot like Nia's old thing. Right. And then when Nia showed up later, I was like, oh, that's why she said the line earlier. It was foreshadowing. Mm. I I mean, I like a little early reference. I like like foreshadowing. It works for me. Ooh, Kingslayer here. So it's a little off topic. But but hear me out. Now that Nia Jax is back, I had... to I had an idea pop in my head a female bloodline with <laughs> naya tamina and simone jack
1: uh, simone johnson the rock's daughter maybe in the future i was naomi just an idea so i was gonna do a little joke and then i forgot because we were talking about it in a serious way about uh naya is so tangentially related to the bloodline at this point like because she's like the cousin of the rock she's the cousin of the rock who is only in the bloodline because of the, the uh not in, in terms of actual relation but because of the, the traditions and culture of samoa they, they were blood brothers and that's how the rocks in part of the family so i was like well i mean they signed trinity to impact so they, if they're going to bring in a, a female member of the bloodline it's got to yeah. be naya but, and i to the point of like surely they can just all be part of the same bloodline faction
0: yeah yeah you don't have to do like bloodline um, lasses i don't think they should do no jason here says i know people will have their bad faith takes about her being an unsafe worker i'm not excited about this because i feel there's been uh much to her, there's not never been much to her character other than she is big none of her matches stand out to mean she's not that great on the mic jam that jam love you guys
1: actually she's all right on the mic personally um she has presence yes that's what i mean she, and she and she seems to have lent into this polarizing figure that she is mm-hmm. um and i'm not speaking to like any politics or anything like that because i, I don't really I don't really read that much or pay much attention to that. I just mean in terms of purely in ring stuff. Um, so she's she's got charisma, mm-hmm. you know. The derpiest of derps says this was an okay episode.
0: I've got big hopes for Nye. Still mind boggling how big the reactions to Dominic are. Yeah. Well,
1: the derpiest of derps.
0: There are quite a few claims that a lot of it's now piped
1: in well we I, I would like to talk about that because I I did some research yeah um this isn't me getting that research this is me checking something else but um there was there was a a, a whole um stretch of people being like uh, and I I believed as well that they're piping booze in they're piping booze in um I think they are genuinely that loud and you see people's tweets from in the venue when I was at, um money in the bank obviously that's you know we don't get it that often and we're yeah, a rabbit yeah. crowd It's an anyway. liar case yeah but like the the it seems that people are really really quite
0: loud I, I think it gets some city to city i think it really does depend but i think there are some episodes where there have been claims i don't know this for certain like i think there are oftentimes you can tell boo dot wav has been right. uh, has been played but oftentimes i i, I never really noticed it in dom on this episode i did thought it was like I think his mic is just lower. So here we go. That's, I think it's less that the the crowd are so loud that you can't hear him. It's that his, uh, you know, what we've just been talking about there, his mic is much lower than everyone else's. So it sounds like hit the, loud, the the boos are louder than they are.
1: Yeah. It's this thing of like, um, it, it is in the audio mix. It is in the, I think there probably are like embellishing. I, th- I think there are some weeks where you don't need it. I do too. And I think what's interesting though, is I think that they are just, I think someone is sat there with the fader of the crowd mic in the production truck, just going,
0: "Yeah," because the and second it's jamming it, yeah. it and it
1: makes it feel fake.
0: And I think the reason why people think it is, it's it's boo dot is because the second the Damien Priest starts talking, it stops. Mm. But that also could just
1: be the crowd like, "No, we're only doing it for him." And it is that because you see, especially this crowd, because they were quite well lit and they were quite, you know, mm-hmm. someone in the front row was absolutely cackling to herself about booing Dominic and then stopping it's fun i think yeah, i think it perhaps fun. it started as yeah. as, uh, as embellished and, and and supported by boo.wav but that then makes you be like oh we get to boo dominic and yeah, we're all going to be allowed to join in
0: absolutely and so it
1: doesn't surprise me that it stops when damien starts talking yeah
0: because well, the second
1: he's talking it's like well mm. that's not the fun person to
0: boo yeah yeah and you hand it back to dom and you start to boo again
1: yeah it's 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 a game
0: thank you to punk rock and soda for your uh your alpha chatting uh, i'm because it's a bit of a, a, a touchy subject and a controversial topic, I'm, we're not going to read it out on air. But I do appreciate uh, the, the, the it's being sent in. Um, if you do want to, anything refund-wise, please do email Talk, uh, support at resttalk.com on that one. Uh, the Mary of Painesville Dan says, Hello, Luke and other Dan. Hope you're doing well. On the topic of Nia Jax, I'm trying to put this as polite as possible is horrible in every aspect she brings nothing to the table there are
1: good enough people
0: that they could have used instead it's, well yeah we mean. you
1: being polite i'd hate to cross you like,
0: yeah i mean and, and there's sometimes no none politer the, than the, the mayor of Painesville. so yeah like i i certainly get what you mean like, we named you know four names off just off just off the top of my mm-hmm. head that i think you could have a stronger women's division with mm-hmm. and that's not including i haven't even mentioned becky is it, right there shana's right there chelsea great piper niven yeah. is right there um zoe stark i think has been doing really really great work and tiffany stratton mm-hmm. like if you know if you're using this as a, as a launching pad for tiffany stratton because you're going to bring her up to the main roster which apparently is, talk about that which apparently is one of the plans is that they, this they're going to fast track tiffany to the, the main roster there's another name i could 10 women on this roster that i would be putting in title programs before i've even thought about bringing nia Jax mm-hmm. back into the fold. Well, let's get into this show because I'm sure some of that will be brought up in this episode, but uh, this was also reportedly a uh, a Vince-heavy episode in terms of creative changes and change to the format, changes to the order of things, and yeah, like it's there's been a report you know he when he came back for the endeavor deal and everything he was doing a lot of um remote changes mm-hmm. you know like sean uh, over at five four select stopped putting up the raw rundowns because yep. vince was just changing them anyway so he didn't feel like he was in good faith to to do that mm. but then because he had his surgery he literally went away and yep. was not making changes so sean just felt comfortable to start posting the the raw rundowns again and this was the first week where he was posting the Royal Rundown and it was like, very sorry. There have been a lot of changes mm-hmm. to this. And he was just updating it as it went. And it really was just different orders of things. So the Cody was supposed to open this show. Right. right. It was supposed to open with the, the Cody and Dominic thing, but that was moved to later. There was a match with Viking Raiders uh, versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. <sighs> that was moved to main event. There was right. an Natalia match uh, that was supposed to set up because um, obviously she had a backstage segment, she, which we didn't hear any of. Yeah, so that was supposed to set up a match that was going to happen. That got moved, and I think that was then moved to main event. Then just completely removed entirely.
1: Right. So there was a lot of sh- kerfuffle. A lot of kerfuffle, and the reports are just like, well, yeah. He, he's back again so there's so, interesting people being like oh he's on he's he's on the way out because of this new tko thing he's gonna ha-. And i'm like i don't think that's i don't think any of us know about business a lot of assertions are being made about now this tko deal has been put in place this is how wwe is going to be run and it's a lot of people who i'm sorry don't seem to know business i don't know business either but it just it just strikes to me as wish fulfillment rather than or wishful thinking wishful thinking than, yeah. yeah
0: i i think he is there have been allegations against vince for like 40 years yeah and he sort of survived them until the wall street journal stuff but he knows like there could be
1: more wall street journal stuff
0: and that will change or know, i even mean like of things
1: endeavor doing it doing a restructure and and, and he's going to be too busy elsewhere and it's like no he's he's gonna well, yeah, find the, a way the, the point of the endeavor structure is that he is in control of wwe yeah. he's executive chairman of the company
0: and he's in he's in the same way that dana white is massively involved well yeah so dana's running ufc yeah Vince, vince is, is running, running wwe like it's so nothing huge has changed there really mm. triple h is still the head of creative and is still the head of talent relations and they're very very high on that sean rossat was talking on um five or lake the reason why triple h still has his job is because he did so well with the company when vince wasn't yeah. there like you can't look at the numbers the gate numbers the yeah. merchandise the, numbers, international. the tv ratings when triple h was fully in charge of creative and say, he did a bad job, we need to bring Vince in to to run that side of things. So Triple H still gets to keep his job, but Vince is still always going to be the final say, mm-hmm. unless he is ousted for whatever reason. But for the time being, yeah, Vince is here, and Vince is in charge, and Vince will have final say. So we may have a few chaotic weeks of Raw, a few chaotic months of Raw, where there are plans in place. Things are not, I mean, it stands to reason that nothing was announced for this show. Yeah, there were, three, there were three segments. Three segments, two of which were talking
1: segments. But all of all of which happened just in various... I love the idea what, that... Did that, that, one of them happen? I love the idea that Hunter is tripping uh, triple events at various places. Like, just like... Just, go for another surgery because then I can have the show back for a bit yeah 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 but the show
0: instead opened with Jay Uso um and he said that it was uh, it's good to be on Raw but someone who doesn't agree with that is Kevin Owens Kevin Owens came out to say that there's a lot of guys in in the back there that do not want you here like really it's only Sammy and Cody that that want you here and you've got a a lot to do to show me that I can trust you and immediately after that the Judgment Day come out. Mm. And I really liked uh, Finn Balor just being like, Oi, come here to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do it. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Mm. I, I I think it's great that you're here. And I absolutely mm. trust you. I think it's because they're trying to butter him up to to join the Judgment Days. So I, I thought Finn was really, really fun in this. And then... <laughs> Damien Priest says look, we were supposed to have a match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn tonight. I was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why were you supposed to... Says who? So, I, well, I guess it's Raw in 2023. Yeah. So the Judgment Day had to have a match with Sami and Kevin, I guess. Yeah, at least it wasn't the event. But Sami was not there. So Jay stepped up to be, well, I'll be the tag partner mm-hmm. instead. Really like that. I love this segment. I thought this was a really fun segment. And it led to what was a pretty good match, actually, of Kevin and Jay versus the Judgment Day, where unfortunately, Jay accidentally super kicked Kevin and the Judgment Day picked up the win from a coup de gras, But it's a great finish because you could always be like, well, as a babyface, you know that's an accident. Mm. But because of everything that Jay has done and his track record with the bloodline, if you're Kevin Owens, he's like... But was it an accident or is it just jay being J?
1: Yeah, and to your point on that, because you spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, because there was the the Drew Kofi stuff where Drew accidentally ended Woods, and and Kofi was like, "That's no, fine, you didn't mean to do it." We, or you were like, "Cause he's a normal, he's, a, he's a, a smart person, a smart person." So in this case, it's Kevin Owens being like a bit hot about it, but we have established Kevin Owens' character is someone who is a bit hot and does jump to that kind of thing, and with the previous that they have, it's just pushing them over the edge and being like, "Well, hang on, Soji." i loved this whole segment i thought the the pop for jay when he came out was real and big and good for him The like uso chan it really seemed to work for him and fire up the crowd in a big way um kevin almost said the same thing as dom did you remember dom did that brilliant uh, segment last week where it was very emotional very tender and so sort of like i understand i've been in your shoes uh kevin was almost saying the same thing as like I've, I've been in your position, Joe, I've done stuff that I'm not proud of. And, and, you know, I had to earn the respect of people back. But he was doing it in a very aggressive way. He was doing it in a very, like, you know, step up. Like, I'm not going to take your BS. It was almost like a red pill, blue pill situation from them, which I thought was quite fascinating. Um, and it, it built really nicely to the point that when Jay super kicked Dom, it made me sit forward a little bit and go, okay, where are we going with this? But even within that was what Damien had said about how even Dom said no a whole bunch before seeing the light and joining the judgment day because it was that thing of like he knew what he knew which was that he needed to get out of his father's shadow and they were just going to encourage him to do it Jay is allowed to say no to the judgment day for a while because he knows deep down they are the ones that are on his side yeah they are the ones hello oh that's great so yeah i was um i was oh there was also a uh, kevin i was at a top brain buster that uh going against wwe's usual style they kept in the wide shot which looked great yeah rather than some the the crap oh, uh, it was so it. good i
0: there was a great line from wade barrett on commentary after this match when like Kevin Owens was just looking at Jay. Yes. And Jay, you know, he sort of was pleading, but it wasn't like hard pleading of like, sorry, that was an accident. It was Jay just looking at him and being like, look, dude, I know how that looked. Mm. But it's not what it meant. But Jay knew that it was nothing he could say in that moment. And Kevin didn't need to say anything either. He just looked at him being like, knew it. And he hobbled off. And Wade Barrett said, trust takes years to earn, but can be lost in seconds. Mm. And Jay's not even earned owens's trust yet mm. and he's already lost what he might have got in that one moment when they were working together yeah very very good and honestly jay on raw honestly it just puts such a spotlight on how cold jimmy feels on smackdown oh big time because big Gi- time jimmy just going oh, i'm just back in the bloodline now you can't imagine like, oh man just, it was dry yeah and it's just like ice cold yeah and it's it's hurting solo as well and like mm. this is a, this angle it's without roman there it's just craig it's crumbling to pieces main event jay so like and like jay moves over, and it's like christmas day this was the best thing that could have happened to you yeah because if you'd have stayed on smackdown bloody hell what would we be doing to spin these plates
1: because spoilers i loved every segment on the show with jay in it yeah it was, i think it's a brilliant story but I, we'll get to it i said this in the edited review Without Jay,
0: Imperium and Alpha Academy wasn't a whole much on this show that I was like hugely into. Yeah, I quite like some of the Drew stuff. Oh, I love I love the I, Drew stuff. I, you know, I'm really enjoying that. But it's you know it's, it's sort of the it's the next chapters of things that we've kind of seen previously mm. with, with during the new day. But I, I really am quite I'm getting into that. But it's like. St- standout stuff mm. it's jane it's imperium and uh, alpha academy mm. everything else on raw i think is just a
1: bit dry right i can yeah i can vouch for that
0: uh we had a speaking of dry a video recap of rhea ripley and raquel's
1: match from payback i have a very quick question for Please everybody do. why is it that they show you the recap but they fade to black for the three counts so you don't see the finish
0: so then you have to go and order the pay-per-view or go and sign up for peacock to, to it's, see the finish so
1: the three count is the only bit that's worth 9.99 yeah all right that i mean that's that's been their model for like you know 30 years well they used to they used to show you stills yeah and i thought that was good but here they show you they'll show you right up to the finisher and then they'll black up the and just hear the
0: one two three and then that's it
1: stupid <laughs> stupid
0: uh raquel was then hanging out with natalia who was probably telling you about some records that she's broken and then we got a video recap of gunther versus gable from last week which led into the Miz beating akira zauer in a squash match
1: um uh so i wrote for that match no notes and not in the good way but one thing i do have to talk about um and and i'm being very cautious with as i do this because Michael Cole put on his serious voice to talk about how it was the 20 something anniversary of nine. I think the 22nd anniversary of nine 11, uh, which is obviously a very, you know, devastating worldwide tragedy. You know, it was very focused in, I know, in America. I remember exactly where I was. I remember exactly where I was and and the world changed between the two. And, it, and it's harrowing to this day. So as he's talking about um, how we'll never forget that the Mrs. face is whizzing past him on the board and i'm like does this production team think ever it's like well we're uh really you know thinking of those that we lost and, and it's it's changed our country and we'll never forget i came to play <laughs> it doesn't work guys just think a little bit
0: Ugh. yeah um yeah this was yeah it was a squash match it was it was serious miss this week mm-hmm. I I never take him as a
1: serious threat, but, you
0: know, he, he did his thing and he's facing LA Knight on
1: SmackDown. And hey, Luke, I wonder who's going to be traded over to SmackDown because the brand split matters. Really matters, Luke
0: yeah anyway um <laughs> no, i'm not getting involved um <laughs> i saw it was
1: on the review So I just said like you're just not gonna I'm go just, there I, anymore I, i'm just not doing it
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely got a message from you know uh from ollie on the, the wednesday being like hey the tuesday r- uh video did really well the rest talk news but it's wh- like 94 uh, percent thumbs up to thumbs down which is quite a shift from our usual like yeah. usually it's like 97 98 it's like what was that and i was like it's because i didn't like the segment. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my guess is I didn't it like was me segment. making millions of accounts to like, just be like no because i didn't like the Miz segment, which was you know enjoyed by a lot by more many. people than it was but yeah. it was me so i was like it was probably that so yeah. i feel like i'll just stay neutral <laughs> on on miss segments he did a thing and we'll move on um this is when saxton and his beard interviewed I'm really,
1: it's really working for me the his, little bit He looks pretty good yeah. but i'm not
0: one to rag on someone's beard so I, I i think he looks i think he makes it work um he interviewed raquel which is where she dropped her she's not like most people foreshadowing not kathy kelly interviewed Shayna Baszler. chelsea walked up with both the tag bells i was like oh no and she was looking for a new tag partner and yeah. i was like Oh no, yeah. not again. I know last week it was just that I ah, shall miss a little she bit. She was of time. Medically, it wasn't medically cleared. Medically cleared. And Sean had said, like, oh, she'll only be off for a handful of weeks. I was like, oh, maybe it's worse. Yeah, maybe it's worse. And than we just, thought. And now I need to get a new tag partner. But Shayna walked off and she's like, we'll have a match instead. And Piper never walked in and Sean. I was like, oh,
1: my she's a she's like, she's like, medically
0: oh. cleared <laughs> <laughs> And. She just took back her title. And I was like, oh, phew, she's here. Lovely.
1: Can I give you a little fantasy booking for the um, oh, for the, for the women's tag division? It requires a little bit of retconning a little bit of uh, uh, just go with it. But they've acknowledged this curse on this belt on television. They've said these belts are a little bit cursed, right? Yeah. They were unified with the NXT tag titles, oh, yeah. which were held by a couple of witches. <clears throat> like those characters are witches. <laughs> what if they put a hex on the belts put it in That's the show right. there was a segment in nxt where isla dawn was invisible this is what i'm talking about if they're a bit witchy work with it make it so that they're like yeah the reason this keeps happening to you is because you took these belts off us also we channeled the crystal that mercedes monet put in the belts when she stomped away i'm convinced there's one in there
0: i love that there idea. you go
1: because we're going to be doing you know the
0: serious feud with Shayna and zoe Star. yeah you know which is gonna be great because chelsea can be the awesome comedic foil in all of that yeah. while these three brutal batter each other oh, God, and she just wait. being Love chelsea green yeah it's gonna be awesome but when they retain and you then go into a feud with the witches over this on smackdown it. you then transition into a comedy feud where all of a sudden piper's the straight man there you of go this that sounds weird and, and Piper's scottish too and which means that chelsea greens once again the odd personnel yeah <laughs> yeah everyone else is scottish
1: um while we were having a conversation in the office i paused the show while chelsea was talking and i captured this beautiful screenshot which is uh you and me when i'm t- <laughs> i'm talking about the miz and you're you shana in this scenario this is what that looks like uh, zoom in for the people watching you could have um, sent that to me i could have put it up on screen but i wanted to surprise you with it oh okay so you know and i also the... don't know how technology works but yeah that's my little fantasy booking for the tag tiles i think it'll be quite fun this next segment was awesome can i begin with a little bit of comedy please do so obviously it's the imperium gunther celebration of his breaking the champion uh, breaking the record of longest running Intercontinental champion evs and uh, they've obviously got the Imperium pillars in the ring. And at this point, Dave Bradshaw is behind me while I'm watching it. And he leans over and goes, "says apparently those pillars are a bit wobbly. And I said, a bit like AW. And my, how we laugh. <laughs> Four pillars. Do you see? Tell the people what happened on the, on the show. <laughs> anyway, this
0: is so cool. They literally had, like, pillars in the rings, who looked like their entrance, yeah. Titan Tron. Oh, he's
1: in, a, he's in a suit. He's in a
0: suit looking awesome. Loafers with no socks,
1: very European. Yeah, Oh, it's
0: just like, Eichner looked wicked. Yeah. Vinci looked wicked and Gunther looked awesome and then Gunther put over how awesome he is. And he it was were, so happy. Just It was just like, well. Big smile. But also he was just like, yeah makes sense doesn't it yeah i'm the longest reigning intercontinental heavyweight champion well, honestly
1: i tell you people adding legitimacy to belts is such a wonderful <laughs> thing it was this awesome awesome promo segment that he was having yeah
0: and out comes chad gable yeah. Sheesh. Sheesh, please. and out comes chad gable and i was like yes yeah so on a an instagram live that i did <laughs> um because i do those now uh, someone said like do you think the chad will dethrone gunther and i was like i mean there's always a possibility but i kind of
1: feel like i don't know where we go next with chad's story i have i have a bit on this before when we get to the tag the tag match later on but yeah well we got uh, you know
0: i'll have some crota because we got that motivation here this was like so bret hartian in the mm. way that he was like i swear on my career i swear on my family like he means this. He like winning this belt is the most, and not just beating Gunther, and winning this belt means the world mm. to to Chad Gable right now. And he made this feel like you compare this to what Rollins and Nakamura are doing. Yes, big time. I, it feels so low card what big they're, they're doing. This feels like the legit main event program of this show, and quite rightly so as well because they are doing stellar stellar work i thought gable you want to talk about someone who can do the comedy and serious chad nails it Mm. perfectly and gunther's awesome their teams are awesome and it leads to this brawl between gunther by the way who was just like how dare you Mm, step to me how dare a step to me again but it was like also you're a disgraceful father yeah using your child to gain sympathy from these fans it's a low tactic and it was like oh you mean bastard like that's because that's not what he was doing at
1: all but the other thing is of course she loved it it's a dad defending his daughter's <laughs> honor and i'm there going yeah you tell him <laughs> so oh also we found out the name of this of this child we were talking anyone who was watching collision with us yesterday we were talking about i said i called her daughter gable her name is briella briella gable so uh, on collision Brian Danielson said he was retiring because he promised his daughter Birdie that he would retire when she was seven and everyone booed her. And um, it, Chad Gable, meanwhile, is going to win the Intercontinental Championship because his daughter spurred him on. So we've got Briella Gable versus Birdie Danielson, heel versus face at WrestleMania. Call it now. All in London, maybe. Who knows? Forbidden door. <laughs> 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 and, so
0: anyway, it, was, it led to a brawl Otis runs down to to back up Master Gable, mm. and then like from out of nowhere, Tommaso Champa runs down yeah. to even the yards, kind of chase them off with a chair. And this is gonna, you know they then set up in a backstage segment a a six man tag. Mm. Let's let's talk about this bit first, okay. and then we'll raise the
1: DIY question mark <laughs> segment. Like, yeah, well, yeah. well, you what, keep pushing well, we'll like, we'll like fetch to- you're <laughs> trying to make it happen we'll come, we'll come back to that <laughs> but let's just focus for now on yeah uh,
0: do you love the segment as much as oh like i it? loved
1: it yeah I, I do, and, and i'm sort of saving some of what i thought during the segment for the match because the match was so oh the, especially God, the finish was, was so, so excellent good. that i almost i i want to put over gunther particularly later and gable as well yeah. so i'll save that for then but yeah the segment i thought was great champa coming out was a bit like oh okay here we're here's our next person then i guess yeah um and it kind of answered a question I had.
0: So on, uh, there's a few people have just, just gone
1: <laughs> 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 Awful! <laughs> 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 Dan, you're terrible. Children of school, I don't know what to tell you. This morning, I was trying to get some sleep, and there was a child outside in pure glee, screaming their head off, running up and down, making jokes. I was like, I'm going to rip that child's face off. If I leave this building and they're still there, I swear to God.
0: Anyway, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Recap of Drew's issues with the New Day that we've had over the last few weeks. And then we had a segment from earlier in the day where Woods had a bit of a, a one-to-one with Drew being like mm. dude what's your problem because Kofi Kingston has been playing this whole like no we're all right we're cool and everything like that and then they had their incident you know last week where Drew kind of sort of blew him off a little bit oh it was an accident was it and so Woods came into it was like all right what's your problem yeah oh I think I know what your problem is it's your problem that you won your WWE championship in in an empty arena in front of no fans whereas Kofi Kingston won his in front of 82,000 fans mm. one year after the other yeah and that led to a, a match between the two of them. I, made I thought the, that was a dick move from Woods, by the way. Yeah. That was bullying. Oh, I also I made this joke in the, the edited review as well. Uh, I was like, hmm, wonder why this had mentioned 82,000 fans, huh?
1: No, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of that.
0: That's so petty. I love I mean, it.
1: That it was the
0: the announced attendance yeah. of, of Mania 35 when you would count in all of the comps and everything that is that you, it, all in the, the report is, and actually a lot of this is, is based on fact, is that the the number of the building was around about 90,000, 90 000, ninety plus mm. thousand, but the number they announced was eighty one thousand thirty five because that was a factual based number that they can release. They of, can back it up. They can back it up of this is how many tickets were sold. The actual ticketed number for Mania was about sixty eight thousand, but they announced eighty two. But yeah, I just thought it was so funny that two
1: weeks later they were just like in front of eighty two thousand people. It's, just, it's, it's wonderful, especially because um, they have ones that are pretty 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 close. To that actual, like the one hundred one thousand, like if you take off your extras, it's just it's, it's just funny. Yeah,
0: that, I think that's that's. I think it was like eighty thousand because all in. That's what like, I mean. It's yeah, close. Yeah, all in like had more tickets sold than mm. Mania. That Mania thirty two. Yeah, yeah, in Dallas. But anyway, uh, this led to uh, Drew versus Xavier. And I was a bit concerned going into this match that the my boy Woods weren't going to get a lot in this because Drew's main event Drew he's he's a former WWE champion Drew McIntyre mm. and a lot a lot of this story has kind of been built around Drew is better than most of the people in this tag division, but man Drew made Woods look awesome. And like Woods doesn't need much help because Woods is superb. Like he's always the unsung hero of the new day
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, in terms of you know the the, the gold that has been put around his waist singles wise. But hot dog, he was great in this match. Drew was great in this match. He won with a claymore from out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. This was an awesome, awesome singles match, and it's just a little bit more for furthering that Drew heel turn. Yeah, this was. I liked all of this, man.
1: I was being a bit silly at the beginning of it, making my notes because Drew came out holding his sword and it was down lens, and it was a bit like, "Ow, in my eye." although also rather phallic and then he stood on the corner and they did the big explosions all around, and it looked like they burned him alive i thought it was quite funny <coughs> and then the match happened and it was like drew mcintyre being an absolute beast like that glasgow kiss woof the um the deadlift suplex that he did thank you very much the casual toss over the announce table he um, launched that dude he did my he does my favorite move a couple of times in a row the, the, my current favorite move is the uh, the belly overhead suplex um he just looked absolutely brutal and you know Woods did get some stuff in there as well but this for me was all about Drew being an absolute machine and I thought it was it was really effective he left his veins were popping he looked ripped and he was like angry and I'm like oh good give me give me this it's it's I don't like game show host Drew you know I I think it it's he what Wade was saying on the commentary of like he carried the company through the pandemic he really did like he really oh, Bailey well no of course like forgive me but like he really put in the work and did the effort and i feel bad for him for for all that happened in that regard but um he 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 so there's something about him with the way he looks and the moves that he does that him being this brutal monster i'm into and i and I'm, i love that's the direction they're going
0: uh we had cody coming out for the his big advertised promo but he didn't actually get to say anything within this promo because uh, Dom and JD McDonough came out. Uh, they talked about Jay Uso joining Judgment Day and then Cody just beat them both up quite easily and they scarpered.
1: And, and, and he took his suit off. That was that. It was lovely. He got really angry and ripped his shirt and I was like, hello, there <laughs> we go. Cannot believe this company has
0: nothing for Cody Rhodes? Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. That is staggering. Yeah. That this company has nothing for Cody Rhodes.
1: Except Luke. Um, we need to stop talking about how they should have put <laughs> Mel on him. Because at this point, we're just cringe.
0: I get it. Craig, you want to talk about things... Moments on shows that put spotlights on things from elsewhere in the company. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you had no plans for that boy when you decided not to put the belt on him at Mania, huh? Like, you made the decision, oh, we'll do this at Mania 40 instead. How do we get there? But had nothing else planned for yeah. what you're going to do between point A and point B. Because he just feuded with Brock for three, four months with no sorry reason yeah. and has done nothing since. Mm. And Sean Rossat brought this up on the Fightful Post show. He was the number one merch seller at Payback. Mm-hmm. A show that he did not have a match on. Nope. And he outsold john cena yeah in terms of merchandise sales and you have nothing creative for him
1: it's a real problem like what the what are you what and are it you does, doing it does make you wonder what this segment was going to be because if it was opening the show and this was it probably not so if there are fingers and meddling and stuff going on i feel like this was going to be something else this promo that's pure speculation
0: a little bit like actually um seth uh, on the uh, raw after mania oh when he came out and did nothing yeah he just came out at his entrance and then left yeah because they, there was something else that was planned for him to do and then vince made his changes so seth just
1: made an entrance and, and left. then left
0: because that's more or less what cody did here cody made an entrance. he came out he said
1: "Jey uso dominic interrupted him and then he, he did he hit a few moves and took his shirt off and i enjoyed that but like sorry i'm being particularly thirsty today but that's all it was like unbelievable and it's you
0: know, there are the two arguments you could possibly make in wwe's defense here number one and this is not a reported plan or anything like that it was just more 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 speculation than anything else he was going to go into a feud with bray wyatt mm. that is just pure like fan speculation of what could have been done with cody Rhodes, and i think that's fuel fan speculation fueled by the fact that cody was doing nothing right um so if that if that is
1: true and that was the case then you've got to think of something else to do because well, unfortunately we can't do that anymore. This is also how, like, it's one of those things of... Th- that's a very extreme example because of the the tragic circumstances, loss, But, like... Yeah. People do get injured, so sometimes your plan goes out the window and you've got to be able to, I, t- I talked about this about Tony well, Khan right away. It's what
0: we criticize Tony Khan yeah. for all the time. He is a man who cannot pivot away from ideas that he has gotten if something gets a if he gets a roadblock in his mm-hmm. way, he struggles to work around that roadblock. But the other argument you can make is: well, he's gonna go into a he's gonna go to across to SmackDown, so he's just going into a short-term program with Dominic Mysterio. I'm like, Cool, I
1: saw yeah. that program
0: three months ago. There's a little
1: part of me that's like the ship is being steered through choppy waters and only got one hand you got triple h with his you know for all the faults and any any stuff that we call boring long term i think there's a vision of a plan that we have evidence of it being put in place especially that roads wrestlemania played out exactly as it was going to be reported um then you've got vince on the other side of the wheel and they're both sort of doing this and in the meantime it's like where are we going um if they had thought, oh, let's get Cody on SmackDown and have a program with John Cena. And now they're not doing that. I'm a big cross. Uh, Cody has to be going to SmackDown.
0: They're, otherwise, it's inexcusable for yeah. you not doing anything. But you could have done a different short-term program with Cody. You could have put him into a program after the Brock feud. Mm-hmm. Um if you knew that Wyndham wasn't going to be coming back, put him in a short-term program. Like before, obviously before his passing and stuff, you could have put him into a different program. There are, mm-hmm. you know, you are in control of this creative. To do nothing, you are lucky that Cody is as over as he is and probably will never be under. That he can get away with the fact of not having a program for two months. Yeah. But it is inexcusable. Millionaire, he should be a billionaire. <laughs> there you go. Uh Jay Uso was walking backstage. Jay Uso just did a, this a lot in it. It, it kind of felt like he was at a house party, but yeah he just kept walking into rooms where other people are having conversations and he yeah. couldn't can, you can't enter into those conversations because they're always midway. They're closed So on. what you do is you're just like, okay, I I'm not being involved in any conversation. I'm just gonna walk into a different room and see what I can see who else is around. Mm but he's just finding every room is full of people having conversations that he's not a part of. Because every segment starts with Jey Uso just walking backstage. Yeah. So he, he got his steps in on this episode. He's walking <laughs> backstage and McIntyre walked up to him and a match was made between the two of them for next week.
1: I loved the stuff Drew was doing here. It, 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 again, it feels like he stepped up a gear. So. Shayna Baszler
0: then took on, let's all say it together. Chelsea, Chelsea Green! Green!
1: And Baszler
0: won with the Piper's Pit. Spicy. I particularly enjoyed this because Michael Cole wanted to tell his little story. Yeah, about he, how that, he wanted it was so desperate to sell it, but there was an angle afterwards. So it was like, I'll tell you about that finisher in a second. Yeah. <laughs> but first Zoe Stark is here. Um, yeah, Shayna, you know, more or less squashed poor Chelsea green here. Um, and Zoe Stark ran down to back up Shayna Baszler and then a bit of a square like they'd beat out Chelsea Green some more and then I'd square off with Piper Niven. So that sets up your next women's title program, which we mm. kind of theorized might be the case last yeah. week.
1: Yeah, and sure I guess is what I wrote down. Uh
0: we then got a video promo from shinsuke Nakamura calling Seth a liar, deceiver, and manipulator. And Seth came out to do well the same segment he did last week. Um uh, it was like, yeah, look, I agree with everything that, that Shinsuke is saying there. I've tried to be various different versions of Seth Rollins and none of those really worked. So, But the only one that stuck is when you, the audience, told me to be me. So here I am with my wacky sunglasses. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> and he, he challenged Nakamura to the world title match now. But instead, Nakamura appeared on the screen uh, beating up Ricochet and said, uh, we'll take your title, but not today i don't care
1: i still like the presentation and the performance of shinsuke in that video Can't and i, I still with that. Li- like the glasses and the coat on seth i do not care about ricochet enough to be bothered when he gets beaten up backstage and i don't know why seth should um so it just doesn't work for me it just feels like they've gone all right run it run it back
0: yeah well that's it yeah it's like well you know, seth- quite decisively won at at payback and now they're just feuding some more but there's no storyline justification for them to feud some more so they're just like I saw someone earlier say that man Cody's just in the biggest holding pattern until the Rumble Mm. this world title just feels like it has been in a holding pattern since they've got the belt it doesn't feel important like it's like the the Finn program just felt like every month it was like eh, okay we're we're just extending this out for for various different reasons but man it just is a belt that's in a holding pan waiting for its first big feud yeah 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 uh, speaking of uh, Finn Jay was walking backstage uh, getting his steps in got to get ten thousand and Finn walked up to him and I really enjoyed yeah. Balor here because Balor was like oh you come here to me and he <laughs> said I really enjoyed what you you did in that match where you accidentally super kicked jay and did this big comical wink Yeah, <laughs> so good and he says like look we're all fans of what you're doing i'm a fan dom's a fan priest is a fan ripley's a fan and jay the mention of of mammy being a fan was like
1: Oh really? Know. Yeah, and it, the crowd <laughs> laughed. It got it. it. It it landed.
0: Yeah. Doors are always open at the Judgment Day. I'm I'm really digging this. My only concern, and I'm I'm just putting this out into the world. My only concern. On, I'll get my chips. No, no, no. Because I'm, I'm not going to be pissing on them. Because I'm I don't think this is a. I'm not criticizing it. I'm just putting forward a, a potential concern. The next few weeks and months are going to be filled with variations of Judgment Day versus J. Sammy and KO. Yeah. Right. And I've seen variations of Judgment Day versus Sam KO plus friend when it was Cody. I don't just want to be stuck watching
1: Raw Pete of Cody being replaced with Jay. Well, don't worry about that because Cody and Dom are feuding now. Or at least Cody's maybe feuding with JD McDonough. So then you got all four of them <laughs> at once. Yeah,
0: I guess so. Make-
1: War games! Anyway, up next, if
0: you're going to watch one thing from this episode, if you didn't watch this episode of Raw, mm-hmm. you must go out of your way to watch this it's my first note i'm yeah dan has written i am having a nice time nice <laughs> time being capitalized it was <laughs>
1: wonderful
0: i actually was watching this over your shoulder i was i was sat in the little like hangout area in yeah. the office um with the the u.s office on mm. but i wasn't paying attention to michael scott i was just looking over and yeah uh, and re-watching this match with, with you what we had here was the Alpha academy and smasso champa versus imperium in a trios match and hot dog this match ruled. It It was great anyway, because these six guys are awesome, Mm -hmm. and they just put on this awesome match. It built to two brilliant hot tags with Champa and Otis, but the hottest of the hot tags was not the traditional hot tag where someone runs
1: wild. It's when Gunther tagged in and Gable tagged in. And Gunther beckoned gable into the ring he sort of said tag in tag in
0: come in let's do this yeah he's a fighting champion this is the guy that has given him the best fight since he's Mm. won this title and he just wants to do it again and beat this little man once again and make that kid cry (laughs) you love it and it was so so cool and then you just get into the final third of this match which is everyone just does big moves everyone's hitting each other and you build to this finish where giovanni vinci gets the roll up on gable but gable kicks out of that and he locks in the ankle lock and gunther is about to get in the ring but gunther's already broken up the ankle lock on vinci once by just booting chad Mm. gable and he's about to like break it up again champa intercepts gunther gets him in the gargano escape or the sicilian stretch and he's locking this in gable grabs the leg vine on vinci and is staring a hole in gunther and just yelling at him while gunther is in this submission hold and vinci taps out and it was awesome it it, fabulous this was it was
1: spectacular i mean there was all i want to point out otis's collision with a post where he he basically ran headfirst into it and then just hung down the ropes for a while which looked amazing Uh, and that's what then led to the stare off between Gable and Gunther and um I want to do two things first of all I want to put over Chad Gable in a massive way again Mm -hmm. because what what, this podcast basically is these days (laughs) I I love the sort of reference to Kurt Angle which has been there since the beginning he's an Olympian like you know I don't know if Jason Jordan was an Olympian I know he was was a proper athlete but I don't know if he was yeah uh... I've done like college wrestling right but I don't know if he was was, whereas Gable obviously in in the London Olympics um he has he's started doing the pull the straps down to pull them back up to pull them down again thing he's recently added the leg vine ankle lock to the Mm -hmm. um which for me is the sign that the match is over right it's and then you i always think Kurt angles one of my favorites of all time what a hot take that is but he's like there with it in just yelling tap tap and it got even better when he had the the mouth guard in mm-hmm. It's that energy that I'm seeing from Chad Gable in this moment when he's locked. He's done three or four ankle locks already
0: yeah, in a the cra- match. Yeah, as a correction on myself, it was the, uh, uh, Gunther had broken up the Chaos Theory because he, yep. he got, uh,
1: him, got Vinci over in the Chaos Theory suplex and just came Kid- and just to the just kidney. booted the, boot him in yeah. the kidneys. Um, but he's done a few, a few ankle locks in here already. He, he's got the ankle lock in, waits for, for Gunther to be trapped, then does the leg vine, stares. Intensity, fury. It was, it was exquisite. Angle-esque, man. And then I want to pivot now and put over Gunther. Because we were talking about, you know, do you put the belt on Gable? Do you put the gall on Gable? La la la. The real quality of Gunther is that he made us believe it simply had to be Seamus. There was no way anyone was taking that title off of Gunther except for Sheamus because Sheamus has never won the belt because they had that match of the year at Clash. They had a match of the year candidate at Mania uh, Mania this year. Sheamus is the guy, but they're on different brands. We'll get there someday. And now we feel like it has to be Chad Gable. Gunther is an equal opportunity star maker. He makes himself a star and manages to bring his opponents to his level, the ones especially who have it. He's a perfect wrestler. He's a perfect wrestler, and I think everyone needs to give him his his, his praise and flowers. The, yeah. the the talk about when the title come off him, we had it in the office recently. Keep it on him. My my pitch for you is that we it stays on there until uh, the end of the year. Chad Gable, it, perhaps Champa is the next competitor. Champa can have a go. Gable doesn't have to go away completely, but I would I personally now that we have a crying child in the scene, would like to see Gable win the belt at Christmas. Uh, you have a lovely Christmas moment, maybe a New Year's moment of he's won the belt, whatever. That frees Gunther up for a little bit of time because Gunther wins the Royal Rumble for me. My fantasy booking Royal Rumble is uh, Gunther at number one, Cody... Oh, sorry, Cody Rhodes at number one, Gunther at number 30, a, re- a reverse of last year. The final three, uh, uh, Gunther, Cody and Intercontinental Champion Chad Gable. Um, and it's just this great little three-way match at the end and then Gunther wins it. That's what I've got. But yeah, So the uh, I mentioned this in the editor review, but when Chad Gable faced
0: Gunther last week, I don't think there was many of us we said we talked about this podcast, I don't think there were many of us that thought that Chad was gonna win. Because the record. Like that, that, that was that was a match that was done so that Gunther could officially set the record of the longest reigning intercontinental champion ever. It was pushed back specifically for that purpose. Exactly. Pushback for this, so we just have that match. But no one went into that match thinking Chad Gable's gonna win. Sure,
1: sure you got that little bit of Michael Cole magic in there of like, well, there's always a chance. Like, yeah, with Sami Zayn in the Elimination Chamber, or we had it in um, the the Usos in the New Day. There was a little part of me that was like, are they gonna manage that? Yeah. like you know what I mean. It's like it's it's fun to pop that little question mark in there. But I think
0: I would say 99% of us were pretty nailed on Gunther is winning here because Gunther's gonna set the record let's let's get the honky tonk man out of the record books it was a fun joke for a while but it's been too long that's now no longer a factor mm. that is deborah in the build to wrestlemania x7 <laughs> fam non-factor yeah because the record's set mm-hmm. so the next time these two face each other i genuinely believe that chad could win so when those near falls are happening I genuinely think Chad might win. And the same thing happened with Seamus. Yeah. I, I thought Seamus was nailed on to win the belt last year. I thought he might win the belt at Mania as well. And to, I actually, I mean, although I predicted that, that Gunther was going to win, because I was like, they're going to break the record. I was like, there's every chance that Seamus could win, though, and like the, the record actually doesn't mean adult, doesn't mean a Joss. Now the record's done. Mm. So when you do Gunther versus Gable, probably at payback, uh, fast lane rather, there's always that chance yeah i I genuinely think hold it back but i think yeah because gunther's so great at this Mm. that i'm like keep the belt on him just because the record's broken like doesn't mean you have to take the belt off him now
1: i mean they did it with asuka and knight of champions it was like and that was the reason i ended up picking her and my predictions was that um bianca's reign had ended so there was no reason to keep on her so her reign had broken the record um in this case, I do think keep it on him for a while and, and, and feed him other people before you feed. And then if you want, you've got Seamus in line for Gable's first defense if you want to give the belt to Gable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just incredible.
0: I would like an apology from all those people that called me out when I had, we had Walter as our number one wrestler of the year in 2019. Uh, and people were like, you guys are mad because he's not that impressive. <laughs> I'd like an apology from every single one of those people. In writing. Uh, but it was awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, so the other thing to, to kind of mention there is Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, yes. Can we all agree that the, the DIY thing was just him doing a social media thing and a social media thing only? It wasn't actually a creative plan. Like, I know they've been dropping hints and stuff on TV, Like, but you know Gargano did that after the, the draft. Well, do you and, remember? And um... then he said on TV once, you've got to do it yourself. But then last week, it was like, oh, or two weeks ago, it was like, oh, I guess he's just he's fine without Gargano. He doesn't need Gargano in his life because he's, he's beating Bronson Reed anyway. Last week, he went
1: to see Adam Pearce.
0: And they said on this show, what he was told by Adam Pearce is that he's got to seize his opportunities. So he's now going into this program with Gunther, seemingly, to seize his opportunities. That's not a, a, a continuation of the DIY thing. Can I put my tinfoil hat on for a second?
1: Please go for it. Guess who's
0: back. Uh, Nia Jax.
1: <laughs> that's 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 the title of this episode. No, the other other back. Uh, Not Raquel's back, uh, yeah. Vince's back. Uh he's he's back from his back. Um and there was the whole idea that there was gonna be a whole segment and then and then Vince put the kibosh on it and now Vince is back again. Maybe the DIY thing is canned again. But i I d I don't Gargano's know. Gargano's been clipped like, he was at the India show. Yeah. Gargano being squashed by a moss. And
0: apparently that's just all Gargano is now. Gargano is just someone who is at home. He then gets called up by WWE to be like, "Are you busy this weekend? Can you just come to this house show so Moss can beat you in three minutes?" He's got a
1: kid. He's making money, I guess, but like, uh, it's, it feels like a waste of you, Johnny Gargano. Isn't it just? I want to
0: talk about you like, bringing someone back that fell hot in November
1: and doing sweet FA with
0: them, mm. Crivens, and, and because of that, where's Dexter Lumis? Like, what are mm-hmm. Candace, Candace and Indy doing?
1: Uh, uh, it it what feels to the way. It feels like a waste of breath to even keep discussing maybe i feel just because it clearly is not happening so the last thing to talk about here was i thought
0: so good it should have been an in-ring segment oh i think this should have been a seven minute in-ring segment as opposed to a 90 second backstage segment so it was a contract signing for tiffany stratton and becky lynch for their nxt championship match uh, women's championship match that's happening tonight i thought becky was so great in this segment i thought tiffany was awesome in this segment Mm. and i was like if you want to try and like highlight nxt and try and get people to watch this because that's what they've been doing this whole main roster integration is you know the thing we've been asking them to do for the past eight years they're finally now doing it is to make people who are watching raw also tune in to watch uh, nxt the following night do this as an in-ring segment give tiffany stratton this huge rocket onto her to be like Look how cool and great she is. Look how awesome she looks with this belt. how great she delivers these promos. She looks like a star. And she's in the ring holding her own against Becky Lynch. Don't you want to see that title match? Mm-hmm. I thought this would have been an awesome little in-ring segment. I mean, it was great as a 90-second backstage segment, don't get me wrong. But I
1: thought it was so good, I'd, I'd have done this in-ring. Uh, this might surprise you. I'm a fan of brevity. So <laughs> um, when it... Tell you sex, tell you. <laughs> when it comes to in-ring segments for me especially with some of the younger performers there can be an element of like i'll say a line and then look at the crowd and then i'll come back and say it even bigger and then look at the crowd and then come back and it loses its teeth for me this was snappy it was to the point there was still the uh stock acting lesson performance that everyone gets the performance center which makes them all act the same way regardless of what words they're given we also saw raquel's promo earlier in the evening there you go uh from <laughs> tiffany I am saying words but the look she has and the and the energy she has is so good that i'm like fair f- play to you <sighs> um and then Becky is becky lynch you know so so i i thought this was far more effective backstage than if it would have been in, 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 in ring um can we talk about what might happen to, was to tomorrow night question. Tonight on nxt tonight
0: yeah and then becky wins the bell
1: well i think it would be major news for tiffany stratton to get the win over becky lynch on nxt tv so i think we consider a becky lynch title run on nxt for a number of reasons a nice little run for her after the trish feud you know she had that that trish feud that, that went for a while and must have seems to have been a bit exhausting for her she gets to stay at home for a while uh because it's filmed close to where she lives um rather than traveling all over the country if she's on the nhtt brand uh use her to elevate a few stars use her to build a new star when she wins she's the belt. she's never won the belt before she's never won the belt before which like if you want to keep her you know she, she can't be a grand slam champion unless she wins that belt um so give her it in this way and keep her busy until january
0: yeah i could i could then, the especially if, wanna, if you want
1: if you want to fast track tiffany to the main roster yeah, that's, that's your way because you can do the rematch at
0: uh fast lane sure or at survivor series yeah. or something you know uh, not, uh oh i keep the, them the apart Saturday show well so jay your argument is to give so becky wins the belt mm-hmm. um but then they don't do the the tiffany rematch no um in nxt for no. a little while i,
1: I say do i do a rematch i say becky wins the belt um and they go and becky just is the champ down in nxt for the next couple of months like i, I don't know I, i'm like do a little rundown there
0: i don't think it's the worst idea actually putting the belt on becky lynch would be yeah pretty awesome
1: yeah pretty, really. ma- pretty
0: major i i think there is an, an argument to be made i don't i'm not saying i fully agree with this argument by the way i'm just saying that i could see this being an argument made that dom's already got the north american championship so like, do you want to have another main roster person just winning
1: one of the nxt titles like does that help yeah. the nxt brand in any way to be clear in case i'm not being i don't have becky on raw in this period i only have her on nxt I, I commit How to the you, brand split. You, I think you need her on Raw, though. I, well, here's the thing. And also, brand split. Judgment Day, were on SmackDown Yeah, this well, week. Look, they, they've got the... Oh, you got the tag girls. Well, I, hasn't. but They're a faction, they write together. I personally would be... In the same way Charlotte was on NXT, granted pandemic, but I think it would be kind of interesting to just have Becky down there working with a lot of the young talent. It, it, um, it answers the question, why isn't Becky going for the belt? Right, And and, it, and that's what I mean. Keep her busy until January, She can maybe lose the belt at a a show in January to a young star who's, you know, on the rise or whatever, put her over, shake her hand. She doesn't lose any shine because she's Becky Lynch. I don't think Raw would be worse off without her. Um, It could always be better off with her, to be clear, but I don't think it's the worst nightmare in the world. I I just think it would be an interesting choice to make. I agree with you. With everything apart from taking her off Raw, uh,
0: if only because raw might be about to lose cody sure uh if you're losing cody and you're losing hey, becky you seth. seth ain't selling tickets mm-hmm. absolutely want to sing his song seth ain't selling because that is that is a byproduct of you buying the ticket yeah. like that is just, that's an extra added his song is more person. over than he is like that it, it, that's a genuine you know maybe we say like oh brian's not over the, mm. the yes chart's over like it, I, this is actually genuine like, i don't know i think the song is over and seth isn't mm. um I, yeah, I, I think you're losing both Cody and Becky. I think it'd be really bad for Raw. Um, even with how awesome Gunther and, and Chad Gable mm. are, I think you need Becky still on Raw. Also, I think it would do wonders for the, the, the Women's Championship, much in the same way that it feels like the North American Championship is elevated because it's been featured on Raw and SmackDown mm. and stuff. That's my personal take on it, though. I do think that she's winning the belt, though.
1: I think it would be, you could do far worse.
0: But also, like, if Tiffany gets the win... That's a great string to her, bow. It really is. Yeah, be back again. But there you go. That was this week's episode of Raw. I gave it a three out of
1: five. I had a lot of fun with it. I don't... No, I I was going to say, I don't know if that's because I was in the office having a little giggle with it. There was a lot here that I liked, so Mm. I'm like in the thumbs up category. I thought this was a fun episode. Um,
0: Yeah. Like, as with all uh, Triple H episodes since he took over, there have been no bad episodes of of Monday Night Raw. Uh, This was just another fine... Wheels are spinning episode of Raw. I really do think that this show is being saved single-handedly by Imperium mm. and um, and Chad Gable, well as Alpha Academy as a whole. Mm. But I'm enjoying the 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 J. Uso stuff. I'm liking I mean, the, the answer, I, mean, stuff I like as the well. drew stuff,
1: I like the Jay stuff, I like the Imperium stuff. Nia Jax isn't a plus or a negative for me. Chelsea I like fun backstage exactly. with Adam Pierce. There you go. But yeah, it's it's, it's a, a totally fine episode <laughs> of Raw.
0: Thank you all so much for watching. We're going to shout out some of our awesome patrons over at patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk uh, tomorrow. On wrestle talk. It is behind the scenes Ooh. with uh, Dan later making his debut on the show, talking about your friend Mark Marx. Oh yeah, 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 and how uh, Mark got involved with Wrestle Talk um, <laughs> on the timeline. Uh, yeah exactly and you know we were talk about our all-in weekends yeah. hanging out with denise and, and all that sort of stuff so yeah that's going to be uh, and some teasers of future projects that we've got coming up as well so ooh, mm-hmm. spice, bit of spice so go and check that out over at patreon tomorrow uh next week will be After dark and then the week after that will be myself plus guest uh reviewing ecw barely legal 1997 mm-hmm. Where Spoilers, Terry Funk wins the ECW title. <laughs> um, but if you're one of our $25 and above Patreon Pledge Hammers, you get your name read out on this show. Like these fine folk, Max, Cud Wallander, Wallen, Michael, Mark for Life, Plowman. This is some kind of Patreon shout out. Nate drops surname. The intriguing infrared, Neal Alfredo Vile. Parking lot brawl champion, Parker
1: King. Peter Fiber Brantois. Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. The man who wears the gold, the man recognized by SWAF Nation International as the 24 7 champion, our legend.
0: Raw brands ambassador, Redmond 2490. Reese Cook, What the Rock Is Smelling. Mr. Moneybags, Rich Holt. And Burley Rob Bowell. That is your Hall of Fame class for the 12th of September, 2023. right let's get into the rest of your alpha chat and matt is going to kick us off here with uh one, well, bear with me on this one for from matt there's a lot that matt would like to get off uh, off their chest does he all the good that trips has done for the company be undone by vince it would suck for hunter the talent and the fans that's the worst case scenario however there is light at the end of the tunnel SRS and Jimmy Van uh, were asked on The Hump, which is a show they do over on their Patreon, um, if there's any chance of Vince being removed from power. And they said there's a very high possibility that it happens, because Vince is under federal investigation for four days uh, after they raided his house. He got spinal surgery and the federal government uh, don't raid someone's house unless they are confident that the person they raided has committed a crime. They do press charges on VKM. He would likely either be removed from the company completely or voted out by Endeavor, or would be on indefinite leave. And if he was found guilty, he'd be removed from on the position get this there were 72,000 cases last year where the federal government pressed charges after completion were uh completion of their investigation only one percent of the defendants that they were taken to court were found innocent so if they do press charges on vince he's likely done the other way vince could be removed is after the deal officially goes through a lot of information that was private about him will become public which in turn could lead to more allegations uh, and been leaked to the wall street journal which srs has said is a real possibility of happening as those ndas will expire this month when Wall Street journals came out last year, uh, he was advised by the board and legal teams to retire, and it was his call and his decision. This time, it's not his call. Endeavour, I'm gonna want that bad publicity associated with the brand, and legally, in either of those two scenarios, would he be able uh, would be able to remove him from power? I'm rooting for one of those two things to happen. SRS put it best: that the Triple H's Raw is absolutely the right. uh uh, triple h is absolutely the best person to lead wwe right now he took over the last year he took over last year and made a cold product red hot and exciting for the first time in years it was under his leadership the ratings went up and they were having record gates vince saw this and got jealous and forced his way back in i hope things work out and vince gets removed for good and hunter can have full control and power his vision for wwe is exciting i want to see it realized. just need to remove the 70 year old anchor uh, 78 year old anchor that is holding this company back just to clarify as well, that even if he does get removed, Triple H still isn't in charge of the company. He's just there'll be no Vince there. Head of I mean, yeah. head of yeah. Creative. yeah he still, he, he'll, also, he'll always be head of creative.
1: I think was, the I don't know I, 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 when people say something like I'm not a insert uh, job here, like I'm not a lawyer, but or I'm not an expert on on like UK or whatever, but nothing after that. But really matters. So I'm very aware of what I'm saying here, which is I'm not an expert on business, but I think there's something about the the stakeholders in. The new TKO. There are more WWE than there are. I think it's an even split. Is it even even? Stevens? Actually, I think there's more
0: on the Endeavor side than right.
1: on the WWE side. Uh, if uh, I and correctly. so, literally, my only knowledge of business is I watch Succession. So, like, I don't. I, I'm The Apprentice, so I can't really provide any insight on how they work. But it's one of those things where it's like, we can speculate all we want but we don't really know we will never
0: know like so let's if, just if they there could be more wall street journal articles because that is something that that you know sean has talked about on, on fightful uh you know there could be more allegations that come out uh, against him but there have been allegations against vince for, as we mentioned earlier in the show forty odd years mm-hmm. the, the Rita charlton case is nothing new mm-hmm. like that's always been against him but even when the wall street journal articles came out it didn't hurt business like it didn't mm-hmm. so you if you're in Devon, you've got to look at the you know matt's there being like oh they won't want the bad publicity they probably wouldn't care the, the, it just, just depends on the strength of it and what traction that it gets might be what pushed them into uh, one direction or another
1: yeah and and, and ultimately it's triple h's uh in the creative role and as you said earlier in the show he's like doing a good oh, absolutely yeah a good job G- it on, that. that's why he's still got that position and it's measurable on on a, n- a number of things so you know yeah we don't know we'll have let's to see we'll have to wait and see let's, uh, see, let's see how it plays out <laughs>
0: right is uh, I really love how WWE is having Jey Uso earn trust and respect back feels like if he uh, if he turned face 3 years ago people immediately would have forgiven him and acted like he did no wrong uh, that's the strength of characters like kevin owens yeah and drew actually in, in fairness uh kuzu here So jay had a couple of months head start over jimmy in the character developments now the latter has to play catch
1: up i think he had a couple of years though i think the thing is they were all a part of the story together and jay obviously was the first one to stand up to roman and then it's been three years worth and then especially over the last year or so the jay and sammy relationship has been far more front and center than the jimmy and sammy relationship jimmy is a player in the game jimmy jimmy's like a a, a guest actor in a a tv show whereas featured actor is what jay is to to me yeah i
0: get that but jimmy was the first to turn right Like jimmy turned on roman before jay did yeah so if you go and like surely from that you would be like oh that's our launching point for jay for jimmy then like like, let's do some character work for jimmy you know the 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 argument that kuzu was making there was like well jay had a you know a head start over over jimmy it's like well why don't you use you've had time to, to give jimmy some character work but the work you've given jimmy is just like oh, he's back in the bloodline now Everyone's yeah. he wants back in the bloodline.
1: oh i i mean even way further back than even those things i'm talking like the people are invested in jay because they were invested in sammy like whereas at that mm. time they weren't invested in jimmy yet so if, if you if you're expecting jimmy to be as over as jay now um he's just not gonna be because he's not been but that think, level of th- the character but i think
0: it's ca- it's less yeah character is a major part of this but it's story Mm. like if you are really invested in this bloodline story and you were so into jimmy turning on the bloodline and you know convincing jay that he should also leave the bloodline why would you be interested in seeing jimmy just want to go back to the bloodline three months later
1: yeah i mean i get that, I, that's not character that no, is no no that's no. bad storytelling well I, I i get but i think we're talking about two different things because i don't, don't don't disagree with you i'm talking about because they're saying jimmy jay got a head start mm. in character development you're talking about what's happening now i'm talking about the reason the reason jay is so over is because of everything that already happened during which time jimmy wasn't a main a main player so now he's like trying to be pushed up to main player status and i think there's an expectation level that he can and 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 the expectation that he can be there when he hasn't had that development and then they're giving him the bad stuff it's not working because he's not on if they gave jay that bad stuff it probably wouldn't work as well either yeah, yeah but it would take longer for it to feel as dry as jimmy feels now but yeah whereas yeah. jimmy hasn't been part of it so sort of just look at
0: that i was like well, why weren't you doing stuff with jimmy then like no, why yeah. weren't you doing yeah, the character development i with agree jimmy?
1: i do agree um
0: her business too here says maybe i'm from an era where character mattered more than in-ring work but i think chelsea green would be hilarious as a champion in the future the vignette possibilities are endless her work is good her in-ring works great as well and also like it's you know those those things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Martinez said, fading to black for the three count seems like standard production to me. Can't give away the money shot for free, Dan. <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't,
1: that's a reference that doesn't fly in my good Christian wrestling. Uh, Irami
0: here said I hope that Gunther gets to keep the title a little longer. Something I'd really like to see to establish just how dominant he is would be either a two out of three falls or an Iron Man match where he sweeps his opponent. It's something that doesn't happen often.
1: An Iron Man match where he sweeps his opponent is a boring match. Uh, if if it's like I'm just gonna rack up win after win after win after win for the final five minutes, it's like, oh, skip to the end. It's like that's a that's a tricky thing to book. Um, but I mean I'd love to see an Ironman match that goes both ways. Uh Kuzi said, I didn't believe it at first, but Cody
0: right now really is on a 2012 John Cena run, lost his WrestleMania match and had nothing to do all year until he faced the Rock again at Mania 29 and 1. History truly repeats. Well, Kuzi, what you forget there? is that in that promo package for WrestleMania 29, John Cena talked about how that was the worst year of his life. Beating Brock Lesnar and being the main event of loads of pay-per-views and always being featured on TV. Oh, that was the worst year of his life that that man had.
1: Just a little bit of history repeating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And shout out to Reggie Marshall for becoming a member. I think that That might be. That was very good. I think that might be it. That's us well thank you all so much for watching back on thursday with the aew dynamite review the finals of the uh, the grand slam tournament it's roddy versus joe which i'm very
1: very excited mm-hmm.
0: about and a fatal four-way for the afterthought women's division so um tune in on thursday to hear us review uh aew dynamite and then i mean like hey there's no pay-per-views coming up for a little oh while. my
1: god what weekend i know we haven't got a pay-per-view until 7th Res- of october Wrestle Wrestle Dream. Dream. oh first of october and then 7th of october oh, so they're back baby's in october again oh, and then there's three in november night champions you got survivor series and full gear yeah
0: there's three weekends of november and well, sorry there's four weekends of november and three of them have got pay-per-views yeah. uh And then, but there's none in December. Oh, great. Yet. Yeah. (laughs) There's still time. There's still time. They love it. So thank you all so much for joining us. However, we are going to end this poll and see what you thought of, excuse me, this episode of Monday Night Raw and what did you think of it you thought that this was a mid show by the looks of this oh. thumbs down 12 percent, thumbs up 36 mid 51 oh, that's a lot harsher than i expected it's pointing slightly upwards but it's like you yeah. right. like that it feels more firmly in the middle yeah, I'm than it has done in in previous weeks <sighs> i think i don't want to say the bloom is coming off the rose i think the honeymoon period for, for triple h booking has, has been over for, for quite some time now mm. But I think the bloom is coming off the rose on Raw in particular because I think the last, since SummerSlam, it being the same show every single week, yeah. then them doing a pay-per-view, and then them doing more, mostly the same feuds again mm. has left people being like, oh, maybe this isn't a good show. Yeah, interesting. That's or, a good or, it is, or it is a mid-show, I should say. Yeah. It's, it's not a, it is a good show, it's just it's a mid-show. A mid-show. Too. Anyway, we'll be back on Thursday with another episode of the WrestleTalk Podcast. I've been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That has been the Professor Dan Layton, the truth at Dan Layton. Please do press the subscribe button if you're first time here and you made it this far. Give us a thumbs up, and if you're watching this on demand, leave a comment down below. See you soon, guys. Jam that jam.